Welcome to the Deep Three Podcast. This is your host, Matt, joined as always by Sam and Kevin. What's up, boys? Dang. Got my coffee this morning, too, and perfect. Yeah, we're all set. We out here, fam. <laughs> Kevin, do you have anything fun in your coffee right now? No. Boom! <laughs> 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 <Not> sure. Oh, <laughs> this man! Coffee already. <laughs> so this is the first time that we're actually doing a video recording uh so don't judge us too hard um looking great as always boys why don't we get right into it actually uh this is episode 22 and uh sam do you have anything fun to say for our viewers uh i'm gonna redact my previous statement concerning <laughs> pubic hair so i'm gonna say that <laughs> I know, as you guys can tell, I'm growing a very beautiful beard, looking very baby face assassin right now. So I'm just channeling my inner curry right now. And not curry because I'm Indian. I just want to make that very clear. I know oh, everyone damn. out there is thinking about that. Yeah, you were thinking <laughs> about that. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but there's at least one silver lining to this whole quarantine, no basketball thing. I don't have to watch any more Bulls games. Yeah, I don't <laughs> to put myself through that misery. Oh yeah, that's nice. nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm really happy about that because I don't think I could take that much. Uh, I'm not a masochist, so yeah. less bulls the better for me right now. Um, except you know, the bulls actually did something crazy. They did something good, which I never would have expected to happen in my yeah. entire life. Who would have thought? <laughs> Sam, uh, who did the Bulls just hire? You know, you know, good old Artura Karnasovas. Everyone knows him, right? You guys know him, right? You know. Yeah, no, I definitely know him. One hundred percent. I definitely that didn't. Great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't definitely just Google this like thirty minutes ago. Um, uh, well, don't tell the fans yet. Um, he was previously the GM of the Nuggets, who, have, you know, the past four or five years had a phenomenal draft record. Jokic, Murray. Uh, personally, I think Michael Porter Jr., once he gets healthy, is going to be phenomenal. Gary Harris, who's now a bum and trash. But, you know, he had a good three years. Uh, uh, I was mostly surprised not from the Bull, or not from the his side, but more from the Bulls' side, right? I mean, the Bulls never do anything, right? They take the longest amount of time to make the stupidest of moves. And yeah. this is the first time that they jumped the gun and they're like, okay, we need someone smart. Um, they honestly kind of pulled a Knicks where they just got someone probably better than the Knicks because they have an actual professional who's done this before. Yeah, I'd uh, say a little bit better than the Knicks. <laughs> uh, they gave him the VP role about basketball operations. I'm pretty sure the Garpax faction is now denied. And I, I mean, I, I think they're still part of the operation. They just want face now. So at this point, uh, they also hired an assistant GM, JJ Polk, who was also an assistant GM for the Pelicans, who... You know, as we know, made phenomenal moves from absolutely uh, Anthony Davis to you know obviously this trade situation. And so mm-hmm. now they're looking for a GM, and they're looking for, kind of for like a player GM, so someone that's had some practice and you know obviously played the game. Uh, especially looking at the assistant or at the GM that was with the Nuggets, uh, which makes sense because obviously you worked with him. And uh, an interesting one would be Philly's assistant GM. Um, which was Mark Eversley, who worked with Elton Brand, who was also a player at some point. 
So it'd yeah. be interesting to see to get that kind of perspective and dynamic to that's not just pure business, but also works with, uh, you know, it's had the experience of being a player and understand, you know, that side as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, this all looks like really great progression from the Bulls. Um, obviously, we have no idea what's going to, what the season's going to look like. I, I, I mean, it's canceled. Like, it, it, the pretty, it, it, this year is pretty much canceled for almost everything except for maybe baseball. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, Kevin? Even then, that's a maybe. We don't like Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard maybe. Um, but seeing that the Bulls actually did something good is mind-blowing and also concerning <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> like... Oh. I feel like some people are either dying or being held captive. I, I really don't know. Who knows? But no, I'm sure. glad they actually did something proper. <laughs> there is one thing, though, <clears throat> and maybe this will change depending on uh, on his point of view from these uh, front office changes. But Laurie, Laurie Markinen, my boy, is very upset. <laughs> And understandably so. Uh, I would be pretty pissed off with this season um, if I was him as well, honestly. You know, the coaches did nothing good for him. He, You saw a really talented player get, dra- like get put on the balls. I was hyped. I was super pumped to have him on the team. And when he finally got healthy, he looked really good. He had moments of, like, really great clarity and shot making and whatnot. But, like, that's about it. Other than that, you know, everything else kind of just went downhill from there. Um, Kevin, what do you think about Laurie possibly getting traded? Uh, If you had asked me this a year ago, I would have been very upset at that idea. But at this point, I I think it's good for him to get traded. I think he needs to get out of the Bulls. He is right now probably the top three biggest wasted potential players in the NBA. He could go so, so good. And the coaching staff did nothing to him at all. They were like, I do what you've been doing. Great. (laughs) Which is really upsetting to see because he had so much potential. He still has a good mind for basketball. And we still see a lot of his athleticism and stuff like that. But it's just not correlating enough because bulls coaches are trash true so i i'd be fine with trading him and getting some more assets uh and then that'd be good for him too to actually grow as a player outside Mm -hmm. of the bowl yeah i'm interested to see what happens because with all of these these changes that the bulls are making right now they all seem like positive progression so maybe some bulls players actually want to stay and see what happens but I have no idea. We have no clue what it's going to look like. Um, I think the biggest thing would be uh, to fire Bo- to fire the fucking head coach, Jim Boylan. Um, <laughs> Sam, how do you feel about that? Are you all for it? Because I am. I mean, I think we know when to the game we went to, to the Kawhi-less. I mean, really, that, that team had was missing half the team when we went to that Clippers yeah. game. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we know the infamous movement where he challenged his own call that he was right on and it actually cost him i'm pretty sure so um a coach is just highly aware and that just 
in my opinion, it's more of like a high school coach, the way he coaches, right? I think if you have some new people who need to understand the game more, you know, yeah. like he's better at that level. Maybe even college level. I give him college level. I think people have to understand what team ball is. He has that kind of good factor. But when it comes to the NBA, these grown men, right? Yeah, they're 18, 19, but at that point, they are responsible. They're getting paid. When you get paid, it's a different dynamic at that point. Um, and to go back real quick uh, on Laurie Markkinen, a great trade piece would be, I think, to the Dallas Mavericks. I think it'd be a win-win. Uh, maybe get Tim Hardaway Jr. I think you need someone that can be a true scorer, right? That can do his own production. Uh, maybe throw in like a protective first round with that. You know, I'd probably do that because, I mean, with Laurie, he's a restricted free agent. So Dallas got him for another, what, three, four years. So, you know, I think having Tim Hardaway Jr. would be a solid piece for that Bulls roster. You think That's the Bulls get Tim Hardaway and a protected first round for Laurie? Oh, I, I mean, I guess you're right there, I guess, because Laurie's, you know, has had consistent injuries, which has been, you know, hindering his career, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think the thing they're missing is that actual post play, which is, you know, the same thing we repeat about KP. He doesn't play from the post. Phenomenal elsewhere. He has pretty good defense, but you need someone that can generate offense from the post and that Luka can feed. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that for both teams. I think that's a absolutely perfect uh, idea right now, especially, like, I w- I'm a Tim Hardaway uh, <laughs> fanboy. I, I love him because uh, he's helped me out in 2K and all, all my bad <laughs> Of course, of course. All of the players that are both. Exactly. Um, I I guess back to, yeah. I mean, I would probably throw in Zach Levine if you want to get, like, some real assets. Yeah. If you want to get some real assets out of this, trade Laurie and trade Zach Levine. And you could get something real nice and shiny. Either a solid player or even more draft picks. Fucking blow it I up. guess, yeah. And who do you have, though? Kobe White? Kyle Porter Jr.? That's fine. I, okay. I personally trade Otto Porter because that dude is... That guy's just eating money for no reason for not even playing. Yeah. Um, but I guess going to the coach, there's rumors that a good replacement for the Bulls would be Adrian Griffin, who's actually the assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors. And oh. I mean, we all know how the Raptors are coaching... Uh, I'll be honest, first year with Nick Nurse, I thought it was just kind of hype. You know, just, oh, the first year coach, you know. Personally, I don't think Steve Kerr is that great of a coach. Uh, I think he's had amazing talent uh, based off what Mark Jackson did uh, before he got fired. And, you know, David Black, right, the Cavs with the first seed and made it to the championship. But he didn't coach, right? That's LeBron. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but with Nick Nurse, what he did with that roster, I know they had Kawhi, but they did the whole management thing. And what he did with Pascal, Fred Van Fleet, these nobodies that were, you know, undrafted or late, you know, picks, uh, to see that also possibly pass down to, you know, the, you know, lead assistant, you know, I think that could be a solid fit. I agree. I would love to see that anybody on that roster or not roster, but anybody on that Toronto like uh, team would be amazing because they've done such a great job. And obviously the most one, one of the most underrated teams coming into this season, because everybody thought that they would be absolute trash without Kawhi and look how well they've, succeeded yeah. essentially oh, they were yes. on, like a 20 game win streak almost during the middle of the season too or something like that like they were yeah yeah unstoppable and then we didn't see anything because the basketball season's done <laughs> oh, i mean yeah if fred van if fred van vliet had another kid that would have been game over <laughs> mvp right there mvp right there right there um Hopefully, it looks like there are some good things coming for the Bulls. I, I really hope this all works out well. 
I understand the frustration that a lot of the Bulls players have. If we were going to blow it up, Zach Levine and Laurie would be the best trade option. But I would also like say that I would want to keep Wendell Carter Jr. for sure, because I think he has a really good amount of potential. His post play is really good. He's a solid mm-hmm. player. Um, and I would like to see him shoot the ball more personally. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with the head coach being a, a jackass, uh, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so think- we're going to get into some other news. Uh, there's some drama going on on the Jazz. I mean, who the fuck would have thought that was going to happen, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, touch any microphones, you off the team, all right? That's how I got to say it. We have the proof. <laughs> Proof's in the pudding. We saw it, man. Hands were all in the pudding, okay? That was not okay. Yeah. <laughs> not okay. Um, understandably so. The rumors are that... Donovan Mitchell Mitchell's pretty upset about uh, Rudy Gobert. And I can understand that, seeing as, you know, it's all Rudy Gobert's fault that, that Spider-Man got, uh, got sick. All his fucking fault. So if those rumors are, in fact, true, uh, Kevin, what does this look like for the Jazz next year? Uh, I am all about the rumor game. I'm all about the hype about, oh... Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is playing. But at the end of the day, any jazz higher up would be stupid to get rid of this dynamic duo. They that's what they are. They are a good pair and they're the jazz's franchise players right now, basically. Like it would be ridiculous to think of getting rid of one of them just because they're fighting a little bit because they don't like each other that much anymore, maybe. But I think they're still going to play phenomenally phenomenally together. They still have that chemistry on the court. There's no reason anything should happen from this, I think. I would hope so. Um, the, The thing that worries me is that it's not necessarily just a fight, this is fucking COVID-19 and that's, that's some hard shit. Like that's, and, and like, this isn't just like some random stupid thing that Rudy Gobert did. Like he did a really stupid thing, like a really bad, stupid thing. (laughs) So I agree with you that the management should do whatever they can to make sure that nobody leaves that team. Exactly. uh, Because, you have one of the best defensive players in the league and you have a rising talent who is only getting better, you know, splitting them up would be a pain in the ass and hopefully they don't need to, but uh, I'm kind of nervous about it. Sam, what do you feel? See this heart? See this heart? I don't see this beautiful heart? Broken. All right. Time to break up this relationship. All right. We know who the face is. Okay. This beef has been starting. Very subtly, when Donovan Mitchell last year made the All-Star team and Rudy Gobert did it, and you know who was crying? Who Man cried for the All-Stars. Wins Defensive Player of the Year. Who cares about the All-Star, okay? It's really nothing, not a big deal, in my opinion. But what's more important is, right, winning a championship, which is this, what this duo can do. But I think going to Matt's point, I, it's something serious. And the way Rudy did his doing it was not okay. And... I'll be real. I think Rudy Gobert is very easily replaceable. Easily. Oh, interesting. I can tell that too. 
Third grade spelling bee champ right here. E A S I L Y. Okay. Easily replaceable. He's a big man and he's tall. And what that implies you have defensive skills. All right. Clint Capella could do that easily. <laughs> Clint Capella, where are you? I, I got you. Hashtag hey, Capella. Hey man, in, yeah. in the words in the words of James Harden, I wish I was tall because then I would be a good basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you uh, who, who who would you see replacing him then, Sam? Let's back, right. let's back up your statement. Let me see. All right. All right. So I think, do we have a consensus that there's a trade? We get rid of Rodrigo Bear. Is that correct? I think I'd be fine with that. Maybe, maybe Conley too. I don't know. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, I, I was, I was a huge fan of Mike Conley last year when he was on the Grizzlies. He was killing it. But this year, not so much. Um, no, for sure. I do think that, if you're going to get rid of anybody on that team, I think Rudy Gobert is the one, honestly, which is hard to say because he is a really good player. And the thing is, I got a trade for you. Let's okay. send him to the Celtics for Jalen Brown Ooh, and Robert Williams. Yes, III. please. Maybe throw in a you know, protected first round, possibly. But I think Jalen Brown's worth it easily. Uh, and that's kind of the piece that Boston needs, right? They have the scoring potential with Jason Tatum. He's very ball dominant, which we need. By we, I meant you. I'm not, I will not be yeah. associated with the Celtics, but I will support them. Uh, Kemba Walker, um, I think being his age right now, I think it's better for him to be more of a playmaker and facilitator, which he's also yeah. doing very well this season. Um, it, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense if you're going to have three small fours with you know, going Hayward, which I prefer having on the bench anyways, uh, mm-hmm. for having that kind of control. But the thing is, you guys just, just really need defensive presence. And someone that's just like, hey, Rudy Gobert's scary. I'm not going to lie about that, but... I don't think you need a Jalen Brown because you have a Jason Tatum who's going to be, you know, off the roof very soon. Um, what about, what about possibly, tra- I don't know if this is going to be too much. I'm not a huge like trade person. So I, I don't really know. I know value, but I don't know trade value. So what about trading Gordon Hayward instead of Jalen Brown and maybe like throw in, I don't know, Marcus smart or like two bench players instead of Marcus smart. Like, for Rudy oh, Gobert. Because Jalen Brown, I don't know if I want to get rid of him. Like, even for Rudy you'd Gobert, I don't, I don't know if I want to trade him. Dang, but you're sacrificing your Lord and Savior, the guy you've hyped for the entire season, Marcus Smart, the lamb. Sell out. Sell out right here. Sell out. If you I buy had to choose, no, no, no. If I had to choose between Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, I would pick Jalen Brown anytime because he has been on fire this entire year. He's worth the money that he was given. He's been killing it. And this is no diss to Marcus Smart at all, because Marcus Smart is very good. He's a very good player. But I think I would want to try and keep Jalen Brown as for as long as possible. I don't think the, uh, any yeah. team would have the money to have Jalen Brown, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone has that money. Oh, that's fair, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I definitely like your point because, I mean, I'd obviously want to retain uh, Jalen Brown, but I would re- equivalent Rudy Gobert as what? He's probably like the second. Eh, yeah, probably say like the second or third best big man in the league. Uh, Joel Embiid will still have it even if he plays 40 games this season. He's just way yeah. better offensively. Um, right. Yeah, Rudy Gobert plays what? You know, lobs, right? That's what he plays offensively. Uh, the guy can't shoot free throws. Uh, his knees when he bends very scares me. Uh, it looks like he's a falling tree. Uh, I'm Yikes. terrified of that. Um but I heard a rumor that the Warriors are interested in a potential, you know, they like the breakups, right? They oh. love it. 
And I think, to be honest, Andrew Wiggins is not the final piece, right? He's the guy you want to dump. No, he's uh, a supporter. He's a he's a player three for sure. Oh, I mean, and Kevin Knight bugs. He shouldn't even be in the league. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But I mean, right? You could either probably throw in what Andrew Wiggins and that first round pick, right? That's something good, and maybe a future, or maybe you can throw in some of the bench, like Eric Pascal and them. Um, there's also a rumor that Draymond might be part of the piece. I don't know if that would be even worth it because I'm fine with that. Uh, I mean, we're just building the scary warriors again because now we have uh, scary shooters plus a guy. If they miss, they can just rebound it and then just pass it out again. Uh, that would be kind of interesting to see. But there was also one more rumor that the Nuggets might trade. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, though, for Donovan Mitchell, they would be Michael Porter Jr. and a first-round pick Ooh. for Donovan Mitchell, which I don't really think that makes sense because of Michael Porter's injury. And I, just because Denver is so good, that first-round pick is not that weighted. Yeah, right. Um, I was going to say, yeah. I, if I'm the Jazz, I would never accept that trade. Yeah. Um, but I think we can all agree that like, when it comes to Utah Jazz, the first person we think about uh, is COVID-19. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Uh, that's the guy that's going to represent you guys. And Rudy Gobert, he's a side piece, sadly. He just doesn't have... He's Rudy have Gobert, a side piece. Quote from Sam. You heard it here, <laughs> Hashtag that. Let's start it. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. Oh. Absolutely. Uh, Sam, why don't we get into some, uh, some fun stuff? Uh, looks like you have some updates for us. Oh, wait, you guys can see that now. Ooh, this is awkward. Um... I think all of us have heard about the recent NBA 2K tournament that's been happening. I don't know if you guys have been watching, maybe just even a little bit or not. I watched two full games. Uh, oh. First game, absolutely boring. It was between Kevin Durant and Derek Jones Jr. Because, you know, Kevin Durant's a salty dude, right? We know that from day one. Um, yeah. I give him respect. He was wearing his OG, like, UT Austin shirt from, like, when he was, like, 19. So it's, like, 13 years old. So I respected that. Uh, dude got washed out in the first round. Garbage. Can't play 2K. Yet, that's all he plays. So, dude's whack. Uh, dude's whack. I watch, <laughs> um, person to watch, though, Patrick Beverly. That dude gets hyped. I don't know if anyone's seen any of the videos of him. Recommend it. But, dude, he acts the same as he is like, actually playing a physical game. And he's doing oh, that, wow. just yelling in chat. Uh, just, right, roasting DeAndre Aiden. And DeAndre Aiden's just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to be playing Xbox, dude. Like, chill. Uh, <laughs> that's been pretty fun. Uh, and a full match I watched was DeMontis Sabonis and Montrez Harrell. Very interesting dialogue because it was just like chill. And then they would self-roast each other's own players because they were playing Clippers versus Pacers. Uh, <laughs> Sabonis missed like three straight spots with, uh, with his own player. And he was just like, dude, this is I'm just garbage. I'm not even passing it to him anymore. I'm not even passing <laughs> I like it. that. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny because like even in the game, they mimic their own moves in real life. And so Trez is like, yo, dude, you're just going to spin to the right. And he's like, yeah, how'd you know? How'd you know, dude? <laughs> um, it's obviously not the same. Uh, my dad actually enjoyed it. He was like, yeah, this is the future. Like, everyone's just going to watch simulations. Uh, he's like, this is way too real and everything. And I was like, that's true. But I think for us who've watched the game just a lot consistently, it doesn't have much of a hype to it, right? Because obviously we played the video game and basketball. So right. um, it's a quick gimmick. You know, I won't doubt it. It's something we've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of have to give NBA props just because they think of this out of the fly. And, you know, I can't really doubt them because of the whole all-star thing, right? They did the whole Elam ending, you know? Yeah. Score to a certain amount, and then you win the game. So I thought that was actually a cool concept. So 
you know, I think that's something we have to kind of look forward to, especially with the new concept being uh, NBA horse. I don't know if you guys have heard of it yet, but they're trying to televise a horse game, which involves eight players, I believe, in two groups, which have Trey Young, Chauncey Billups. I don't know if anyone knows Chauncey, but Chauncey, my boy. Yeah. Uh, Zach Levine, your boy. Zach Levine, I know you love him so much. Um, they have two WNBA players with uh, Tamika Catching leading them, Mike Conley, uh, Chris Paul, you know, someone actually famous, Paul Pierce, uh, terrible commentator, should never talk again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you guys Dang. think about televising horse? Um, um, they did this once in 2008 during the All Star game, Kevin Durant won. But what do you think? Yay or nay? Nay. Boo. First off, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, I'm fine with anything. <laughs> Just to be real. We desperate, we desperate like, over here. <laughs> I, need, I need something, man. Like, is this, so are they going to be like video, like are they going to have like video, like people going out there to broadcast it at their own separate locations? Is that how this is working? Yeah, that's correct. So no one's going to be, you know, like physically interacting with each other, but they're going to be right. like video calling just something like the 2K game. Um, and they'll try to match shots. Hopefully doesn't, no one loses connection. Just like us, we may lose connection. Uh, hopefully they actually paid real money to keep connection. So I would think so. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I think Trey Young's going to win, but, <laughs> uh, but honestly, I think it'd be kind of fun, you know, why not? Um, I, I, the 2K stuff, I think it's cool, but for video games, I would rather watch a professional video game player, like a professional esports player, than somebody from the NBA. Like, I understand the whole point of doing that, and I think it's interesting, but eh, it's not something that gets me to watch it. Like, a game of horse, like, it's simple, but it's also kind of entertaining because these are actual NBA players who can do ridiculous things. So that'd be mm -hmm. kind of fun to watch. But I'm kind of for it. I'm for it. All right. Kevin, what do you think? Um, I go back and forth. I mean, like, have you ever watched horse in real life? Like, watch two other people? <laughs> the most boring thing I've ever done. Like, you're just standing there, and they're taking, like, deep shots and miss, 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 miss. One guy makes, then the other guy makes, because he did a really easy shot. It's so boring. Like, I have a hard time believing that that would pull in many people to watch. Um, I think it's going to be similar to the 2K tournaments, where, yeah, some people are going to watch uh, just because they want something rather than nothing, and I get that. But in general, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, man, horse tournament on tonight <laughs> no for sure uh i definitely agree i think so how 2008's horse game ended was kevin durant versus prime kevin durant which i would call and then prime rajon rondo were oh. shooting threes at the end but they're oh. just shooting threes yeah so my my thing is i think you have to do like a trick shot like just something ridiculous yeah even if you miss it just like it's be something stupid that be like oh okay that's getting my attention now not just like Oh, corner three, the easiest three-pointer possible. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's with, be Paul fun. Pierce, with Paul Pierce, Trey Young, like everyone's just going to be shooting threes. And I think it's going to end up being just a three-point contest and it's going to be boring. I do yeah. like that they added some WNBA players in there, though. That's really fucking cool. 
I, yeah. I, I respect the shit out of that. And honestly, Loki, I really want one of them to win. Because <laughs> that would be <laughs> fucking awesome. For sure. Uh, and those guys are really good. I, don't know, I recommend watching them. Tamika Catching phenomenal former player. Uh, she played mm-hmm. very well. Um, other news involved, uh, obviously, you know, with the season pending, uh, there's no discussion allowed until May 1st. Uh, and a lot of concern is now with, you know, the draft coming up in June. You know, what do we do with it? So, um a lot of players, especially the Players Association, is saying that, you know, we should move it to August. But at the same time, no one really knows because is the season going to last until August or yeah. know, do we just call it an end thing? Uh, I think the saddest thing, and not really sad, but just like, oh, man, kind of feeling was when LeBron's like, man, there's actually a chance that we won't, like, finish a season. And I think this is, like, the worst because it was, like, especially with everything happening, you know, uh, especially with David Stern and then Kobe passing away. You know, we thought, hey, let's finish the season strong. And now with, you know, this outbreak happening, it's like we probably saw some of the best basketball uh, from the Lakers, uh, the Bucks. I mean, both teams had a very great chance uh, yeah. to do something monumental. Uh, and it was probably a great chance we won't see it. Um, so there's a lot of concern, especially with the draft or free agency, how that's going to work. So, yeah. Um, personally, I know we talked about it before. I think we should just call it an end just because – um, a lot of trainers, especially, are saying that we need at least another month buffer just to get these players trained and healthy because otherwise we're going to get injured again. And oh, yeah, you know, we don't want to sure. see that again, uh, especially how the finals ended last year, you know, with, you know, especially Clay going down and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of works out. Uh, I guess if you guys want more negative news, uh, there's possibly going to be a reduction of 25% from everyone's paycheck in the NBA. Um, oh, God. It's got very skeptical because it was like, how did they get twenty five percent? So the first ten percent was uh, from the China situation at the you know right before the season started. Um, so from that, and then with the outbreak happening, another fifteen percent could occur. And from CJ McCollum's standpoint, he said of uh, from four hundred fifty players, one hundred fifty are living paycheck to paycheck. So you know everyone's riding the bench, right? They're trying to survive. Mm-hmm. People who are in the G League and stuff. So. Um, I know they're having a discussion, I think, in the next two weeks to see, you know, how they move forward. Because I kind of get it, right? Because players and owners are divided 51 uh, to 49 in favor of the players. But, you know, how do you separate the salary that's been made, right? The owners are not making any money, right? The Warriors make $4 million a game in a season, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, even when no one shows up, which is even phenomenal. And, you know, obviously no games, no playoffs, right? There's no revenue being generated, so... Um, it'd be very interesting to see how they move forward, uh, especially if the owners like don't pay up. Uh, but you know, I think you know another thing that might lead to is you know next year or the year after you know salary cap reduction, right? So it's going to be more difficult to sign some of these players to make super teams, which might be good you know for the NBA just to keep it even. That's true. I I just can't imagine any player is going to agree to this because they they were fighting so hard to get more money you know and now they're taking like a 25 percent reduction is that's that's a decent chunk of money (laughs) oh yeah no (laughs) you know like that's that's gonna be a pain in the ass for the players i will say obviously there are a lot of players who 25 percent is kind of just like Whatever. Like, LeBron mm-hmm. James probably isn't sweating over 25%. Uh, James Harden probably isn't, you know, like, 
But like you said, there are a lot of players that are playing like paycheck to paycheck, which nobody really gets that. Nobody really understands that there are a lot of players who don't make millions of dollars a year. So that would be rough. That would be really, really rough. I understand the business aspect behind it. Obviously, if you have no games and you have no revenue, you know, so mm -hmm. where the fuck are you going to get the money? That's totally understandable. It's just that's going to be a really, really hard sell. And yeah. I don't know how the players are going to react to that. For sure. Um, and I think we all heard some rumors about if the season were to continue. It's obviously going to continue without fans, right? We don't want to yeah. you know, promote any virus spread. And there's rumors that's going to be in Vegas. Um, a lot of players are actually saying that they don't actually want to continue the season, which I was actually kind of surprised just from a revenue standpoint. Um, or just even for the love of the game. Uh, if it's for a health concern, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, this is what you do for a living. So it's like, you know, it's, you're the best at that. You always want to continue being at the best at your own craft and you not be able to do it. I heard Giannis saying that he doesn't even have a hoop, so he hasn't been practicing at all for oh, like wow. the last month. Yeah, I actually think I read today, today, uh, it's been one month since the season was canceled. So, uh, oh, shit. That's really yeah. weird to hear. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's this one month beard, man. Looking scruffy, looking like Steph, though. Hope I got that shot. <laughs> Um, but on better news, April 19th, boys, the last dance. 10 yes. Let's get it. I yes. fans. Kevin, what are you looking forward to in this doc? Don't say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of dark, but I think I remember seeing, uh, like they did an interview with Kobe about it too. Um, mm -hmm. And I really want to see that and how they frame that uh, with everything that happened, obviously, because I think that'll be really eerie, but cool um, to see his thoughts on Michael Jordan and uh, the player he was, especially after Michael Jordan's speech at the memorial for Kobe. Like, yeah. it's going to be weird seeing it the other way as if nothing happened. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking forward to the whole thing, but that I'm really like ready to feel some feels. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm really interested in this because like somebody who recent, like uh, for me, somebody who recently just got into basketball, essentially like three or so years ago. And even further, when I was watching the Celtics with their triple threat team, um, I really want to watch all like I really hope to see a lot of these like highlights from Michael Jordan because obviously oh my gosh I was way too young to even like respect his game or anything like that so like watching it with fresh eyes would be really mm -hmm. would be really a lot of fun also to see kind of like these interviews with some players and how they felt against Michael Jordan and I mean we like we have quotes from people you know but like I want to see like the actual interviews I want to see like like actual like game commentary and see how Michael Jordan felt about all of this and this and this. And uh, I cannot wait. It's going to be so fucking great, man. I, I need this. I need this in my life. I think I'm also big or, or really interested in Dennis Rodman and Scotty Pippins. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's really yeah. interesting. And if they're like kind of bitter or if they are really supportive or what like i have no idea their feelings <laughs> on it, so i'm interested to see what comes with it 
Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see like how far like they delve into like what what is the last dance? Is it the last year with the Bulls, or does it talk about like expansion into the Wizards? Uh, I was reading an interview with a uh, Jerry Stackhouse. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but he was a budding star, I guess you could say. He played at North Carolina, uh, and he was on the Wizards when Michael Jordan was there. And he oh. said that uh, I actually regret signing with the Wizards because Jordan was there. And he said that's because. Uh, the way Jordan was doing it, uh, he was developing plays that get the ball to him. And, you know, at that time, Jerry Stackhouse is also, you know, at his prime, or at least starting to get to. Uh, so it's interesting to see if maybe we get some, I'm not here to like bash Jordan, obviously. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't get to see it, you know, just being too young. And it'd be interesting to see the, like the, kind of what you were saying, Karen, like maybe like the quote unquote, like negative aspects of it. Like what did Jordan bring, you know, yeah, he was charismatic, but it was like also like negative to the team or did it lead to like internal fighting kind of stuff like that. I'm kind of hyped to see if they get Tony Kukoc in here. I sleeper Tony Kukoc. You gotta. Are you like if they don't, I'm not I've never watched it. Uh, that, that's it. That's it. Jordan, get out of here. Tony Kukoc, where are you at? <laughs> um, so I guess now to end this beautiful, beautiful podcast is to kind of develop the ultimate player, the ultimate fighting champion, no, uh, the ultimate player. Uh, and I think it should revolve around kind of what the essentials of being a, you know, a player is, right? From shooting, passing, uh, you know, basketball IQ, playmaking, uh, defense, and just how big are you? How jacked are you, right? The Zion, the LeBron of that. Um, I don't know how much you guys have thought of it, maybe in your growing childhoodness of it. Is that a word? Childhoodness. That's a word. Make it a word, guys. Yeah, it's a word. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Um, I think we all, I think even 2K, my player, uh, we all, you know, we always try to make the ideal player, the 99 overall player. That's what we guys try to delve in. Right. So I think Kevin, since you're know so much about basketball, who do you think is the you know ultimate player? What building, you know, what aspects of each player? I mean, I think my, I was thinking about this a lot cause I like doing these hypotheticals, uh, and I always want that 99 2K player, like you said. <laughs> I think that the first thing I go with is the most important thing is, or at least for a 99 player or a good 2K player, is your shooting, your jumper. Like, what do you need there? I think the easy answer is Curry, but like Steph Curry's change the league with his shooting like incredible blah 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 blah, unbelievable but i think i would actually choose kevin durant's shooting Mm. um just because i think it's way more versatile like you can kevin durant can shoot threes from anywhere kevin durant can make a deep two from anywhere kevin durant can make a short two from wherever like i feel like he's a lot more consistent at any place whereas Steph is like top of the key done top of the key done if it's not top of the key it's a little more iffy still unbelievable but I think if I had to choose uh that would be my number one thing um and then I think I gotta go with LeBron's playmaking is the next thing like yeah. Better, especially after this season. Can you show me their playmaker on the in the NBA right now? Like I don't think so, but 
Okay. Katie's jumper, LeBron's playmaking. God, it's tough. Uh, Does this have to be current, by the way? Current season? Um, I include if you yeah, you can include some maybe like recent retirees. I'd include that. Maybe like okay. I think for a pass, so <laughs> I think a build of Giannis too, because I think Giannis is right now the perfect size and speed for, for yeah. him. He's not too big, not too small. He's super fast, can still drive every time if he wants. But if you have that shooting too with KD, you could drive or you could stay back and shoot. Um, and then, then I think Draymond Green's defense from a couple years ago. Not now, but like OG, OG Warriors, Draymond Green defense. I think that's that's peak. It's peak, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Matt. Oh, is that all four or is that five, Kevin? Oh, that was four. Oh, uh, right. oh uh, finishing is the last category. Oh, easy. My boy, Mr. Triple Double, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I know. I, that was an excellent list. I, I cannot deny you on that. Matt, I'm, I'm guessing you have some mixed feelings, though, about this. You want some ultimate team you're building on your end what do you got so shooting i'm gonna go against the grain i won't i'll kind of i think the obvious like kevin said is steph i'm gonna go the other obvious which is clay thompson (laughs) uh i need some clay in my life because his shot is unbelievable (laughs) finishing i would go with mvp Derek rose because he was a baller and i absolutely (laughs) loved watching him that's a good one that's a good one thank you thank you um defense uh i really i do like the the draymond green is a good one uh i don't like this uh i'm gonna go with Maybe Marcus Smart. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart defense. Because he was doing incredibly well um, up to the point of the cancellation. He was doing a lot better on defense than he ever has. And this year has definitely been an outbreak for him. Um, Playmaking, I would probably say... I got to be different from Kevin, so I'm not going to say LeBron. <laughs> Even though that's like the obvious choice. I'll say Luca. That's a good I'll pick. say Luca for playmaking because that guy is not only one of the youngest possible MVP candidates ever, but he can pass the ball anywhere. He can shoot the ball anywhere. The dude, the dude's got skills. I like, uh, I love it. And then for size and athleticism, Giannis is so fucking versatile, but I might go with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. So, Reaper. yeah, Kevin Durant's shooting is top tier. But the thing that I think it's glossed over is the fact that he's so fucking tall and skinny, but he's able to, like, play big on people somehow. I don't know how he can, but he, he can go all over the court, man. I would love that kind of build. 
dope. Those sound like terrifying teams. Um, but you guys are missing the obvious, okay? Let's let's get through my list, all right? <laughs> Finishing, I'm a little upset. I was going to pick Russell because, I mean, that guy's a phenomenal finisher. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick someone in the league right now, it'd be no one. No, I think it would have to be probably Pascal Siakam. I think the way that guy moves, uh, not just from a jump shot standpoint, but the way he drives through the lane just for being like 6'10 is like crazy. I've never seen someone with that kind of physique. Probably since Kevin Durant, like I mean, Kevin Durant, when you look at him, is like, like he's super skinny. Like it's kind of scary when he runs. Um, but I'd probably pick Pascal Siakam from jumper. I'd probably pick like maybe slightly after peak Dirk, just to be a little fair. Uh, oh, Dirk's okay. fadeaway is a little gross. Uh, I mean, he also, you know, revolutionizes game with that, you know, having that leg distance to yeah. separate with the player, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, defense. Quite Leonard. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here, boys. It's quite Leonard. Oh. Okay. I didn't Kawhi even Leonard. think of that. <laughs> I don't know what I we're doing. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs. I'd like to get my shameless plug. Murdered the Miami Heat to not get a three P. Kawhi Leonard was the reason he won that game, that series. All right, and it was phenomenal. So Kawhi Leonard got defense, playmaking. Uh, Kevin took my pick, and he took my second pick. Um, I think we all agree that it's not going to be Kyrie Irving because we know how much he loves his teammates. Uh, but I think that's someone that's very underrated. Uh, that would be James Harden, right? I think everyone takes him as a foul hogger. Uh, he keeps holding the ball for himself, which is true. We won't deny that. But, I mean, the guy gets his assists. He almost averages triple-double. He is the leading scorer in the NBA right now. Um, but the guy facilitates. Uh, they don't really have that many strong pieces, obviously, from the wing standpoint, you know, don't get me wrong. I love me some PJ Tucker, but you know he, <laughs> he's he's no Clay Thompson for me. All right, he's no Clay Thompson. <laughs> um, and I guess lastly for build, I'm gonna put LeBron James. All right, LeBron James build is I think what the NBA needs. He has the Zion upper body with the I probably say maybe Giannis, probably more like Anthony Davis. You know, you know lower body. He's able to get the post yeah. up. Um, I personally would say he's already the ideal player, but, you know, that'd be too easy and that'd be no fun. But LeBron James would be the build, so uh, I win. I, that, that's it. I already had an eye on the It's over. Okay. Uh, Whatever you say, man. Whatever you uh, say. It'd be actually kind of interesting to see if we could simulate a roster. So, who knows, guys? Maybe we should simulate this on 2K and see why I would win, obviously. Why? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but with that, it's done with my end. You got anything, Matt? Um, I mean, obviously, all of your slander against Kevin and I is unjustified. Uh, okay, got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's all we've got so far today, folks. So I'm not entirely sure how this is going to Obviously, we're going to post to Anchor. We're going to get this converted to Anchor. But for the video, we're going to get that. We're going to try and set up a YouTube account. Uh, Sam, yes. It is good. Yes, awesome. So we're definitely gonna get that. <laughs> we're definitely gonna get that set up on YouTube. Uh, obviously, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, and most other podcasts. You can see us as well. And uh, I'll be Sorry. <laughs> bless you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get the video out there, and uh, you guys will actually be able to see our faces for once in our life. Um, I don't Ooh. know if you guys saw this. But I did some very, very foolish things uh, on social media. 
And essentially, if we can get 20 people, and not just 20 listens, 20 people, so far I think there are three or four, uh, maybe five actually, who will listen to the Deep Three podcast. Uh, You got to screenshot it, and you got to send it to either the Deep Three pod on Instagram, or you got to screenshot it and send it to either Kevin, Sam, or I. And if you get 20 people to do that, I will have my wife cut my hair, and I will videotape (laughs) it and post it to all social media platforms. (laughs) I'm looking for that reverse mohawk. I'll get it done, done, (laughs) folks. Well, as most of you don't know, um, I'm practically bald as it is. So this w- this will be the final <laughs> fucking torch for that. I'm really, it's going to be scary. But 20 people can do that. Uh, then my wife will cut my hair. So don't listen to the show. Um, <laughs> anyway, you guys can follow us on all social media platforms. And thank you guys so much for watching, for watching and listening to the podcast. Um, have a great rest of your night. I love you. I'm not going to be able to do that.